Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. It's hard to find words. Um, It's not easy. I'm sure everyone was um, pictured it differently and and we believe that uh, it was, you know, um, it was there for us, but you know that's that sport. You you gotta kind of uh, take those and and uh, move on. A despondent Zdeno Chara, who uh, who will be back? I believe he signed a one-year extension, and he'll play till he's a hundred. You think he's going to play he's into a, the uh, into the into the fifties or yeah, something yeah. like that? No, he's be, a specimen. He, yes. He's in the best shape of anybody on that team. Well, and he certainly gave it all. I mean, I you know playing with the injury that he played with, he he certainly gave it all. So um, nothing nothing bad on him. Uh, it is nine oh eight. This is Jesse. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning. What's up? How are you guys all doing? What's going on? I was uh, calling. I had two questions. One, um, if you're getting waxed, why don't, are you getting a bikini wax? And you could enter the contest, the bikini competition. Yeah. You're probably going to, you'd probably win it. And even with that big gas on your leg, I mean, yeah. from the boat accident. I probably I could. Win it. it probably could, yeah. but it's, I think it's a violation then, of the rules. But yes, what else? And then number two, uh, my buddy won tickets yesterday to the bikini competition. Uh, we're going, but it made a big dilemma with my girlfriend. She's not talking to me now. Not because she cares that I'm going. It's because she loves you, loves you guys so much, and she really wants to go. And now she's wicked jealous. So I was seeing if there was any way you could help her out with just even one ticket. Um, yeah. All right. I'll take yeah. her. Uh, oh. uh, that would be that's awesome. Not a good. Oh. LB will take her to a different location right, yeah. at a different at a different time right. of the day. She loves LB. We we we, we love LB. That's all right, hang fine. hang on. You can bring your girl. That's fine. Hang okay. on. Hang on. Awesome. Um, tomorrow morning, our benefactor on this show, Ernie Bach Jr., will join us, and Ernie wants to challenge you for cash in the sport that he played in high school, mm. and he will do it there at the Miss Bikini Pageant, which is happening. On the 21st of October. Is that one week from tomorrow? Yes. Holy ass, it is. Well, I, why do I always say October? I, don't know. I have something in my head. Uh, it's on June 21st, one week from tomorrow. Yeah. So awesome. And then dude. the following week after that is the WAAF Celebrity Golf Tournament, which is at the MGM Casino and the Great Horse Country Club. And for the first time ever, we are raffling off a foursome in the golf tournament to benefit the foundation. So you can buy raffle tickets for, for cheap dough, as many as you want, and try to win a foursome in this year's WAF Celebrity Golf Tournament, which is presented by Echo Store Technologies and Sparkling Ice. Mm. And just go to thegreghillfoundation.org. 
That's thegreghillfoundation.org. And buy yourself some raffle tickets. Money goes to a great cause. And you could be there with us coming up on June 26th and 27th. Hello, Scott. What's up, brother? What's up, Scott? Let me just say sorry to everyone. I said I wouldn't call till Monday. Yeah. But come on, man. My blood's boiling. Yeah. Um, and real quick, I hope w- I'm still welcome to be a judge at Bakini Contest. I'm of very course. excited. I have a couple of friends. How many friends can I bring, Greg? Well, you have to you you have to be willing to uh, like be like I, I think we're gonna have a. Would you be willing to have if we had a dunk tank? <laughs> would you be willing to get in the dunk tank? I was gonna go one step further and say I'll let the winner of the contest kick me in the nuts. Okay, all right, that's fine. If you'll let the <laughs> winner, well, I shouldn't have said that. I'm it, joking. No, no, no. You're not joking. If you. <laughs> If you will let the winner of the contest kick you in the nuts, this is like this is like the people who wanted Bestie to throw a football at their face. Greg, I can't uh, do it. Come on, dude. No? All right, I'll do it, actually. Right, if okay. It, so, am, I, am I officially, and a couple of my friends go, I don't think Greg has confirmed it. Am I welcome? Am I coming? You're welcome, yes. Uh, so what, what are you going to, you can hit me on Twitter on his address. I'm, I'm sure not going to communicate with you at all. I'm going to leave that to uh, yeah. Mark, our assistant producer. All right, but. so I, this is official. I am going to be a judge at Box House, and I can't wait to meet Ernie. Yes. And you, and Danielle, yes. I'll be at the whole show going? Yes, yes, whole this show will be, be there. fun on Friday. Oh, my God, I'm nervous. I'm sick. Yeah, don't all right, don't here nervous. we go. Real quick, buddy. Yeah. By the way, Greg, when I hang up with you, now you're a man of your word, just like me. You lost your bet, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, walking to Brighton didn't seem that bad. You're gonna have a, you have fun tomorrow. Um, yeah. I guess who I have to call when I hang up with you to honor my bet? Who? St. Louis, that radio station. Oh yeah. I told them I said if you guys win Game Seven, you know their theme song is Gloria, right? From yes. the '80s. I said I'll call and sing Gloria on the air. Oh. So now I got a my cell phone's ringing. Let me kill this. Hold on. Want to hear something funny? Watch us, is my buddy. Real quick, I'll be quick. Watch us. Jeff, put on 107.3. I'm on the air as we oh speak. God. i got to go. Oh, really? <laughs> All right, listen. No, that's my buddy Jeff. He's that awesome. Was fake. Oh. All right, real was quick real. about last night's game, Greg. Yes. Oh, LB, listen, you know hockey is better than I do. There's one play last night that cost them the game. Yes. And I, I, don't like to, I don't like to use the word hate, but I dislike Brad Marchand a lot. He's dirty. I played hockey in high school. You know, yeah. I don't like hit me hard. I don't care, but yeah. do it clean. That's, that yeah, gets so vicious. Listen, let me get to my point. Yeah, please. that whole full cage thing. Yeah. No, what happened was this. It was one to nothing with eight seconds to go in the period. I learned this as a, a squirt or a peewee. You never leave the defensive zone when the other team has the puck. Right. I don't care how tired you are. Suck it up. Get the puck. Take an icing call if you have to. Take a penalty if you have to. Get a whistle. Know what Marshawn did? Watch the replay. He's so selfish. I hope he's listening. He's selfish and lazy. He, scro- he strolls over to the bench for a changeup with eight seconds to go. He, he lets his guy, who he was covering, hit the net, and they went up 2 nothing. That was a game changer. The mm-hmm. momentum changer. It took the air out of the team. It took the air out of the building. That, I'm telling you. That cost them the game. It should have been. The Bruins were all over them in the first period. All over them. They outshot them in the game, like 29 to 15. The Bruins should have won last night. Yes. But Brad Marchand, that selfish, lazy, dirty player, who if I was Cam Neely would trade him tomorrow, I'd say get the hell <laughs> yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good move by the president of the Boston Bruins to trade LB, let me ask the leading scorer on your hockey seconds. team. LB, let me ask you one question as a hockey player. Would you not? You just, I want a yes or no answer. Would you not agree when the other team has the puck in your defensive zone, you don't go to the bench for a changeup? They yes weren't in no? the defensive zone. They, they were you on their way yes there. No they, they, it's unbelievable, Greg. No one, knows, no one can be. Yes or no, LB. Would you go to the bench for a changeup when the other team has the puck in your zone? 
Would I? Would I? Would I, uh, uh, let me. Uh, you won't t- answer the question, yes or no? Oh, shut yes, up, dickhead! Let yeah. me let me talk. Mm-hmm. You're so you, you you know record this so you can hear yourself talk. I do. Okay, so would I rather have Brad <laughs> Marshawn with with no legs, trapped in the uh, in the defensive zone by the opposing team for? However many minutes, so they're basically Seven playing seconds. five on four because his legs are spent. Or would I like Brad Marchant to change off and put a fresh pair of legs out there to fight the uh, opposing team in the defensive zone? If you've ever, ever, ever been trapped on the ice in hockey, and uh, what do they call that when your muscles run out of uh, this a term for it? When your 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 legs basically go numb and you and you're useless, yeah, uh, because you all the oxygen has left the cells of the muscles in your body and you have nothing left. So it was a great move by Brad Marchand. What trying trying, trying to do what he thinks is positive to do for him because he knows if he stays on the ice. His legs are going to be spent, and he's going to be useless anyway. There were eight and they're seconds, probably going to score. Eight seconds left. Bud. Nine seconds left. I, 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 fine, Hill Dog. You know better <laughs> than Brad Marchand. So, all right, all right. <laughs> if you think that was the defining moment of, you know, you know, whatever. I, I can't. I'm a Bruins fan. I know. It was game seven. Uh, you know, I, I apologize to all the people who coughed up huge dough for tickets, <laughs> and you woke up this morning hungover, and mm-hmm. uh, and you weren't at your house with your wife, but you grabbed some <laughs> that wife single <laughs> slut from some bar at the oh. uh, after Jeez. the tilt. Oh, yeah. nice. Now speaking you know, of my uh, bad, my bad. Speaking of alcohol, our assistant producer Mark was out last night and decided to speak to some of the perhaps overserved and. Uh, additionally, uh, despondent Bruins fans post game wild scene down there last night. Mark, yeah, wild scene, Greg. I think everyone was in denial as like yeah. the goals started to rack up. You could feel the energy, like this is fine. We're fine. Yeah, we're gonna have the come. We're gonna have a three goal comeback. Yes, and I was like, oh, we're gonna have. The f-. Even I was like, five minutes, we got this. Yeah, parade time. Yeah, a lot of people thought that. I mean, <laughs> that this city can't lose. Right. Yeah, they thought that this city always wins. They thought it was gonna be Patriots. Falcons, right? Uh, part two. Mm-hmm. That's what they. That's uh, it. so. That's, so that's, that's the what funny, they thought. That's the so, funny part is that's what they thought, and then when it was over and they lost, now it's Brad Marchand's fault. <laughs> um, where were you, by the way? <laughs> uh, so I was basically on Causeway. I was right outside the garden, yeah. just bouncing around. All right, and you know, there's a whole mess of people. Who did you? Um, who did you? Uh, who who do you want to play? Who did you? Who did so you interview? So I got. Uh, I have two people for you. The f- uh, I got a guy and a girl here. First one is Chris, and Chris, Chris was hanging out. I think this was a Dedham crowd, yeah. And they were uh, sort of like in this public area, and they were like basically doing like crappy tricks on a skateboard, and they're like, no, oh. oh, okay. no, no, right. very drunk. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen. What about you, man? What's your name? Hey, so uh, I'm Chris down in Massachusetts. Listen, what's your name again, sir? My name's Mark. All right, Mike. Long time listener, <laughs> first time caller. Hope there's no kids on the air. You, you got a girlfriend? You married? Yeah, I only got two girlfriends, but um, they don't know about each other, so don't put this on here. So what do you do for work, man? Uh, so, you know, like, 
we're just uh, doing electrical. Like I do a little multi-res. Like it is what it is. I I pull wire all day. Like I'm not that tall, so I have to use the ladder, and I gotta keep moving it. It hurts my legs and my thighs. I gotta keep climbing up and down. My ankles hurt. Like if the wire gets real heavy, even though it's only like really like not doesn't even weigh that much like so it's real hard to pull so are you like are you doing like are you doing are you go to the bars on the weekends and try to like what's your what's your what's your game how do you try to get the ladies all right so my game on getting the ladies is i just walk up to them and i say yo my name's chris 781 five after i oh no but the only time i do that is after i insult one of my friends and make them look like so they think i got a huge boss hog you know what i'm saying dog yeah, that's pretty unreal like wow um, wow. Was the man interested in the Bruins at all or uh, just down there for a party? Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah, he was, uh, he was interested in himself at first, but we okay. do, we do get into the Bruins. <laughs> okay. Um, I asked him to break down the game. That's the next okay. question we get to. Right. Give me the game breakdown. I'm going to tell you what happened tonight during the Bruins game. We're out there. We went to the bees. It's electric. You know, everyone's enjoying their time. Bang. Blues are up. Two nothing. They're going to come back. Let's go. You know, absolutely. We got nothing. They gave us nothing. You see, Tuke, I thought he was the walrus in, like, that commercial brick wall completely. Absolutely <laughs> going to kill it. But you know what? He just, I don't even know what happened. Uh, neither do the Bruins. They don't know what happened either. Yeah, right. Okay. Boss Hog. Uh, anything else from Boss Hog? Uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to hear his thoughts for the people of St. the the proud people of St. Louis. What okay. he had to say for them. All right. What are you gonna say to the people of St. Louis tonight? What's your message to them? All right, the people of St. Louis, honestly, like, you got this. You you guys are fucking joke. Yeah yeah yeah. Your town's a joke. Your city, whatever. You guys are losers. The Bruins, we dominated the whole night. It was a like it was just like a bunch of unfortunate series of events for the Boston Bruins tonight, and it's terrible of what happened. I agrees with you, LB. Yeah. Unfortunate series of events. What a work, kid. Those are called, those, the, the unfortunate series of events are called goals. Right. Horrible. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate series of events. All right. Get that man over to the house immediately to do some electrical work. I yeah, feel I fully, want, yeah. I feel fully right? confident in the in the in the job that he would do. He doesn't even feel the shocks. Uh, so no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, oh, is that a cup of coffee? The guy, guy accidentally puts his hand in a socket. No problem. Uh, all right, who else you run into? Um, so uh, there was a young lady, and yeah. she was with her father. Okay, and uh, she let me interview her. Okay, um, so we can just jump in, Mike, if you want to play that intro cut. So I'm here, I'm hanging on the streets of Boston with, uh, what's your name? Christmas Winter. Is this your dad? That is my dad, yeah. And did your dad take you to the game tonight? My dad did, game seven, he took me to the game. That was really nice of him. That was, he's the best dad, he's good, he's good. What does dad do for work? Dad and I both own a construction company. Oh, a construction yeah. company. Dad and I <laughs> both I'm, own a construction, construction company. company. Mm. Oh. Well, the only solution last night for everybody there was to drink. I mean, they're down oh, to yeah. nothing. Yeah. Down to nothing. Did she give you her thoughts on the game? Uh Yes, okay. I, I, I asked for a breakdown of the game, and yeah. what I got basically was a breakdown of her night. Okay, all right, okay. What happened tonight? Break down the game for me. No, I don't know. I missed a lot of the game because we were sitting at the bar. 
<laughs> so I really did miss a lot more of the game than I would have liked to because usually I watch the whole game. But tonight, obviously, it was game seven. I'm five foot three. It was really hard to see a lot of the game. And so I did miss a lot more of the game than I had wished. Than I had wished I would. It was a, it was a rough game. But we also, yeah, I mean, I don't, first period, first period we tried really hard. We really tried. And then all they needed, they, what, it was four goals. It was, it was four shots on goal and they got two goals out of it. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Horrible. Horrible. What did you drink? Everything. No, I drink, <laughs> I drink a Tito's in water with lemon. That's your drink? That's my drink. How many of those did you have? Daddy, how many of those did I have? <laughs> we, we know everybody at the bar, so. She's awesome. <laughs> and she's with her dad. Tito's water, close it. Good pop. Yeah. Is her name really Christmas Winter? I, I, I'm, I'm a little yeah, suspicious I of that. It. I don't think I she gave it. you her real name. All right. Anything else from her? Um, yeah. So, you know, she's an attractive young lady. So I wanted to know which one of these Bruins players is the best looking Bruin out uh, there. Uh, so okay. She has a lot to say about that. Who's the hottest Bruin? Brad Marchand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> huge nose, but his wife is so hot. His wife also has a huge nose. And I've always <laughs> loved Marshawn because he's, like, he's little and he's dirty. He just wants to, like, he, he's, he's down to f anybody up. If a guy has a hot wife, that makes the guy hotter. Is that what you're saying? No, absolutely not. This is something I recently found out because I creeped on her Instagram and I was like, his wife is super hot and he's like, not that hot. But uh, no, I've always like, since literally 2011, I was a sophomore in high school. I've loved him ever since like he started playing for the Bruins because I just like, He's small. That's the thing. He's small, but he's like mighty. Like he's small, and he'll just he'll mighty. beat anybody up that he doesn't like. Like he's just aggressive, and I like that. From my father himself, definitely daddy complex. All right, Brad. Like, wow. <laughs> she's wow. she's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> All right, Christmas winter. Yeah, pretty good stuff, Mark. Thank you, Greg. A lot of despondent fans last yeah. night, and their only solution was to drink the pain away. Yeah. Yeah. He's was, mighty. He's small, but he's mighty. That's right. Unfortunately, was, the, the series of unfortunate events, though. Right? Yeah, series yeah. of unfortunate events. That's, that's right. what happened last night. That's good analysis. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I will say this. If she wants to call back tomorrow for Father Knows Best, she can play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so on tomorrow's show, Ugh. it's an annual tradition around here. The most uh, Iggy and awkward game ever played on the radio, Father Knows Best. We will play that. We'll play that a couple times tomorrow. And, of course, at 7.20 tomorrow, I, I will pay off my bet because the Bruins did not win. And I will have my back and my maybe even my butt waxed on oh. this program. Do you think it's uh, irresponsible to subject subject people to that much trauma in one day? Both those of those two things? segments. Father knows best, and, <laughs> and the waxing. And the way I, I have to do it. Wow. I can't. I can't put it off. Yeah. I have to. I'm not going to welch on the I'm bet. That's why the Hill Dog Morning Show's a A plus. Uh, yeah, oh, I have I to do it. Show. Yeah. I have to do it. I have to do it. Well, All right. We're going to go behind the ear moth when we return with an artist who has uh, several hits 
as does his father. So uh, we will get to that coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's a new film in select theaters, which is called Echo in the Canyon, and it features our next Behind the Ear Moth guest, and it is Jacob Dylan. Ah. Morning. Good morning. How you doing? Doing great. Um, and I, uh, I'm told you also have the director with you. Yeah, that would be me. Later here. Excellent, excellent. So, morning. Good morning. Um, thanks for coming on, guys, to talk about uh, Echo in the Canyon. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, it, it's uh, kind of an exploration of the music that came out of Laurel Canyon in Los Angeles in the in the, uh, in the mid '60s. And I'm kind of wondering uh, what was the impetus to make the film. Well, this is Andrew Slater, the director. The impetus really was, you know, Jacob and I were looking for a project to do after after the last Wallflowers record, something to record, and we really wanted to record, you know, some songs. We we was we were sitting in my house, and this movie came on, which was called Model Shop, which was shot in the '60s, and it sort of was an obscure film by a French director, Jacques Demy, and it showed us L.A. At this time of innocence, you know, when there was no Uber drivers and no Lyft drivers and nobody looking at their cell phones while they were driving around. And, you know, and we just, because we were record makers, we sort of were inspired to go back and look at the music that brought, you know, us to California. And it led us to, you know, discover that right around that time was the 50th anniversary of the first Birds record. So we went to look at these records and these songs, and what happened, you know, behind every song is a, is a great story and a, and a great artist and a great band, and, and we just found that they were all sharing these ideas in 1965, and it became the bedrock for everything we love, you know, in rock music for the last 50 years. Jacob, um, do you yeah. feel like you were inspired by some of these bands? Mamas and the Papas, obviously the Birds, Buffalo Springfield? Uh, was I inspired by them growing up, or do you mean am I more inspired now, having learned even more about them? No, no, growing up. Well, I, you know, I knew all these songs, like most people do, not just because I'm from California, but because all these songs are so popular and played on FM and AM radio all the time. Um, but, you know, we purposely, you know, we sought the songs that were a little bit less well-known than the most popular ones. But, um, yeah, you know, they're, they're all great songs, so... Even people of my generation growing up, we knew these songs and we began to know these bands, you know, even after we, you know, first stumbled onto rock and roll in the early 80s. We went backwards and found these groups, yeah. What is your favorite Birds cover of one of your father's songs? Oh, I'm going to go Turn, Turn, Turn. How about that? Ah, I love yes. that tune. <laughs> I love that. Partial, partial to Mr. Tambourine Man mm, over that's here. That's a good one, too. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, I have a question. I was uh, reading an interview with uh, the producer, T-Bone Bernatti's work with the Coen brothers on the Big Lebowski and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He was saying, 
the the scene in the Laurel Canyon was so rich and, and musical until maybe the mid seventies when it went bad. And I'm I'm wondering, in your opinion, was it the Eagles who made that scene bad? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I mean, I think every scene goes bad. I mean, that's what makes them a scene. As soon as everybody else finds out about them, they go sour, I suppose. Uh, but T-Bones, you know, he's a you know he's a musicologist. He might know more than I do. I don't know that any of it's bad, though. All right. Um, you guys during the film. Got to speak to Brian Wilson and Eric Clapton and Stephen Stills and David Crosby, Jackson Brown. Um, I also, uh, I think I read that this was, uh, for this film, it was Tom Petty's last interview. What was that like? Well, yeah, obviously we wish that wasn't true. Um, But Tom was, you know, a a real super music fan, and he grew up during that time in the mid-60s, and music hit him as a teenager, and a lot of that was this music, which if you followed Tom's career, you know, he spoke highly of the birds often, and he, and he even dressed like them and wore the glasses and covered the music and even produced Roger McGuinn at some point. Um, but, you know, Tom was uh, obviously a, um, a titanic artist, but he was uh, also this huge, huge music fan, so his insight into this music on a guttural level was really important to us. Um, the film uh, is... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, that? The the film is called Echo in the Canyon, and it is in select theaters, and it is uh, an exploration of the music of Laurel Canyon in in uh, in Los Angeles in the mid sixties. Um, and I do. And we I, will be playing in, at the at the Coolidge Theater. You know, uh, not only will there be a screening of the film which is next Friday, but the band will be playing some of the songs wow. from the film, awesome, artists awesome. from the film. Awesome. And, you know, songs by the Mamas and Papas and the Buffalo Springfield and the Birds, which is sort of unusual. But, you know, we love Boston. Well, Boston loves this music. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you know that? Uh, uh, absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. Um, I I had to end that quick. I couldn't, I couldn't even... I was going to get to uh, go behind the ear moth, but I uh, texters were demanding that I end that interview. You pulled the plug on that interview faster than your hair is going to be ripped out by the follicles tomorrow. I, I just had to. I, I just I just had to. Very talented guy, Jacob Dillon. Yeah. Tough connection. Nothing. <laughs> Define connection. Oh, is that what it is? Or for interpersonal. The connection. Bad connection. Yeah. I don't okay. know. LB, was... you can't comment. You've never made an album in your life. <laughs> oh. Oh, you ever had a hit single? You ever had a hit single? I, I, will, nope. fight, I huh? will fight. I will fight back lightly on this uh-huh. because I'm tired of being angry. I'll be. Does your dad dude. change rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Are you in a music video with a rock and roll is. band? Yep. <laughs> because There's I a am. Gentleman. Because Me and I Cam am. Neely. Just because you're in a music video doesn't mean that you have the knowledge to comment on Bob mm-hmm. Dylan or his son right. Jacob. You guys were drinking and Extreme said, hey, you want to be in a video? And you came <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. Uh, Did you try Sorry to fight to... Gary Sharon because you forgot who he no. was? He loves me. I love I loved him. <laughs> I wanted to ask him. I wanted to ask Jacob Dylan. No, no. If, <laughs> no, not I Nuno. Knew. No, I, I knew no. No, no. 
Pat, hey Pat. Are you tight with Mangini? No, Are you tight I'm not. with Nuno? No. Pat Badger, no. greatest I've only bassist met Nuno, like, ever. Twice in my life. You have a signed extreme bass guitar in your, no. in your sports bar garage? No. No. no, I don't. I do. That's impressive. I found an explanation about the meaning of the song online. If you'd like me to read a little snippet from it. Is it explained pretentiously? Um <laughs> like most of that interview was done. I don't I mean <laughs> okay. I could put it in that tone. All right, let's listen. Uh but according to Jacob Dylan, the song is about the death of ideas and that the many metaphors and images in the lyrics will not meant to be taken literally. Oh. He said that when they were putting together the record, the band had very little support, hence the shout out come on try a little. And huh. then the last two lines of the chorus, we can drive it home with one headlight or a reference to how the band were able to get through with their ideas despite being hindered, i.e. with only one headlight, by the lack of support. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. It has nothing to do with a motorcycle. No. He's a little butthurt to me. <laughs> you mean Jacob Dylan seems butthurt? I'll show you. I mean, how can he be butthurt? The guy woke up on third and he thinks he had a triple. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the Wallflowers. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of hits. Wallflowers had a lot of hits. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, yeah, they did. And what's your problem with the Eagles, dude? <laughs> Not you, the Eagles. You hate man. The, you hate the Eagles. They killed the man. Laurel Canyon scene. <laughs> Glenn Fry's mustache killed the Laurel Canyon scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um,. That was our attempt at an interview with Jacob Dylan. Mm. Sometimes they're A plus. Sometimes they uh, they need to be curved as they do in the grading <laughs> system. Hello, Paul. Hey, good morning, everyone. What's up, Paul? Hello. I had an obscure reference that your interview reminded me of. Yes. Does anybody remember the Saturday Night Live skit? I think it was um, uh, Mike Myers and um, the other. I'm sorry, his buddy escapes me. Um, Dana Carvey. Yes. When they they uh, they portrayed uh, Tom Petty and Bob Dylan speaking at an award show, oh yes. and all, and all they did was go ree ree ree. I mean Bob Dylan. I alluded to this earlier, but when he plugged his guitar in mm -hmm. at the Newport Folk Festival. Mm -hmm. Oh, that blah, blah, blah. that changed the course of, of rock it and did. roll forever. It did. Pete Seeger yep. wanted to kill him. Whoa. <laughs> Went after him with an axe while they were Whoa. playing. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Pete Se How old was Pete Seeger at the time? 91? No, I no. Mean, was that, was... no, he was only in his 70s. Oh. No, no. He was like, I think in his 30s or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, he was that upset. Really? A lot of people like swore off Dylan. He's a sellout. Really? Because the folk scene was so... Fascist, I guess you could say. Yes. People were like, you can't use anything electric. You're such a sellout, I man. Know. You got an acoustic guitar and a washboard, and that's it. Man. You, and you can't wear shoes, and you got to wear a little engineer's cap. Right. You plugged your guitar in, man. How dare you use electricity? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, loser. Uh, I mean, without that. Uh, here's somebody who says that. Sixth Avenue, Sixth Avenue heart uh, heartache, yeah. right? Might be the song with the greatest harmony ever. I don't know about a greatest harmony well, ever. Well, it's done by uh, one of your bros. Uh, it is. Yes, it is. Whom? He's featured prominently on Adam Duritz. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that. They used to play together. I didn't know that yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says, I didn't think the interview was bad. I kind of expected Jacob Dylan to be a bit of a douche anyway. 
No, I don't know that he was. I don't know that he was a douche. No. I mean, he just, you know, he, he wants to talk about the movie. He doesn't you ever wanna... made a record? You ever <laughs> been in a band? Right. Huh? You ever play an instrument? Okay. I don't think uh, you should be able to comment. Uh, this is Frank. <laughs> Hello, Frank. Hey, I've got this audio of LD explaining why the Bruins didn't suck last night. Okay, can I hear it? I moved here from Canada, and they think I'm slow. LB thought that that was the best Bruins game of the year last night. No. It was. That's not was, what. Don't put uh, words in my mouth. <laughs> he was uh, absolutely delighted with the effort ah, that they put forth yeah. last evening. Yeah. Um, before we go today, I have some tickets to give away for the Miss Bikini pageant. I guess they're not tickets. They're really passes. passes That's right. Yeah. To get on to yep. the grand estate of uh, the benefactor of this show, Ernie Bach Jr. So if you are the seventh caller right now at 617-764-9223, then you will join us one week from tomorrow for the annual Miss Bakini pageant, and you will witness the crowning of this year's Miss Bakini. Mm. And, of course, she has a long list of responsibilities uh, and duties that she has to perform after that. Like Awkward. waxing? Uh, <laughs> Does she have to hold anything up while you get waxed? Oh. I, I, oh. I got to tell you, I'm, oh. I think I, I'm a little, I feel a little nauseous, like I'm coming down with the stomach flu. I might not be able to make it in tomorrow. Oh, believe me, this whole thing's Jacko. making us nauseous, too. <laughs> I might not be able to make it in for the waxing tomorrow at 720. <laughs> what uh, do you want to get to some news before we get out of here today? Get some news. All right. The news this hour is brought to you by... Floor and Decor. Pros looking for top quality flooring will find the largest in-stock selection of tile, wood, and stone at Floor and Decor. Our dedicated pro services team is here to get you in and out fast. Visit our new location in Saugus. Brought to you also by the 99 Restaurants. Summertime equals lobster time. And the 99 Restaurants has three colossal lobster rolls to choose from. Get the hot buttered, the original, or the new BLT, all packed with 100% North Atlantic lobster. The 99, always the real deal. Um, so it's that time of year, Greg, when the Instagram models and the other people are getting on the giant inflatable unicorn rafts. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you saw the the kid that had to be rescued from one that no. that floated out to sea. Oh, my in, gosh. Uh, in Earth. <laughs> Uh, in North Carolina. How old was the kid? Eight. Oh, man. He's from wow. Ohio, and he was visiting North Carolina with his family last week, and he took the giant inflatable unicorn float to the beach. A wave took the float out. Sure. The unicorn's head acted like a sail, oh. and the kid was quickly pulled a half mile out into the Atlantic. A half oh, a mile? A half mile. How terrifying. You're eight years old. Oh, no. How, how terrifying for the parents, I know. too. Yeah. So luckily, the kid was smart enough to stay with the float. He didn't try to swim back. So rescuers were able to get to him pretty quickly and get him back to shore safely. And here is the kid. I was really scared and thinking, like, I might die. I always have an irrational fear. Uh, there's this, this uh, young kid in Ocean Park who loves to throw the tennis ball 
for Coberson Wolberson into the ocean. Yeah. And I have this irrational fear because the kid keeps throwing it farther and farther and farther. Yeah. And the dogs will always oh, go. They don't oh, care. Kobe yeah. goes. They don't care. Uh, he go, he'll swim out and and and, uh, and I get nervous yeah. that he's going to get tired. I mean, Does the kid they, use a chuck it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget yeah. about it. I, I love the chuck it. I know. Those I things are too. a lot of fun. But, yeah. They're um, awesome. but Kobe! I, I no, but come you, back! You, I I I worry I would worry more about the riptide cuz yeah. you don't you don't even know like that thing yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Got to watch out for the undertow. You don't even know it yeah. exists if oh, it's yeah. there oh, yeah. if it's yeah. not Absolutely. there. Take it right out. Bam, you're gone mile mile away. Yeah. Absolutely. It should um in the future I'm going to have uh pasta throw it so that it doesn't go anywhere near uh, oh, where boy. it's supposed wow. to go. Wow. That is bitter. That is, <laughs> I mean, you are just <laughs> really on. Piling. Uh, all right. What else? What else is going on today, Danielle? The Museum of Fine Arts has hired former Attorney General Scott Harshbarger to look into incidents of racism claims by some Dorchester students that were visiting back in May. Um, the English teacher that chaperoned the trip uh, of students from the Davis Leadership Academy had put up a Facebook post uh, and said that when she was at the MFA with her students, who she said are all black and brown. She said that at the start of the tour, the museum staff member told the middle schoolers allegedly uh, that there were rules of no food, no drink, and no watermelon. So she said that that was a little red flag thing, but whatever, they continued about the tour. And she said that security guards, while they were there, were uh, watching groups of white students touch artifacts and all sorts of other things they weren't supposed to. But her middle schoolers were allegedly followed through all the exhibits by security personnel. And she thinks this was ridiculous. So now they're doing an investigation into exactly what happened. I believe um, I believe two visitors have had their memberships revoked. Yes, they got a lifetime ban. Yep. I mean, if you get a lifetime ban from the Museum of Fine Arts, right. is that is that street cred? Oh, oh my god! Is that, is that, That's got to go, be pretty hard. When, when you go to the next uh, Art Basel in uh-huh. uh, Miami, and you tell your fellow art lovers that you've been banned for life from the Museum of Fine Arts, mm-hmm. do they look at you like you're a hardo? Whoa! Like you're, like you're a I don't want to mess with him. <laughs> Well, that's not right. Hopefully, they'll figure out if it happened. Yeah. Then they ought to they, they that's they ought to fire people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think in in, in defense of the uh, security guard, uh, he says I believe that he said water bottles, mm. not watermelon. Oh, but, so those two sound knows? very similar. But but who knows? Mm. Who knows? Who Get knows? Out of here. All right. What else? What else is going uh, on? I think that was it for now. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good timing because unfortunately, it's nine fifty-five. And we have to we make get our. To go? We do, yeah. One minute to, closer to tomorrow at seven twenty. Oh. You can go over to the garden and hold your sign up that says "Nice game, fellas." Oh. Is that what oh. you're doing today when they're cleaning out the lockers? Yeah. Aren't you going? Aren't you yeah. going over there? And, and, uh, all right, die hard. <laughs> die hard, sick uh, season ticket holder. Over you're going to bring a, a little noisemaker and go. Nice job, pasta. Yeah. Yeah, if I don't get free tickets, uh, the, the team sucks. Huh? No, I call it like I see it. I'm not, I'm not an oh, apologist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, but we will be back tomorrow morning. Unless one of us is feeling sick and can't uh, make it no. in for the no, waxing. No, no. <laughs> don't puss out, well, no. <laughs> you ding-dong. But um, Mariana, who is an esthetician and is the owner of Waxing the City Boston, will help me pay off my bet tomorrow at 7.20. Nice.
So I'll be in here tomorrow morning uh, wearing only a robe. Oh, God. Try to contain Gross. yourself, Danielle. No, I, try to control yourself. You try to contain yourself, yourself within the robe, please, <laughs> for all our sake. Try to control yourself. Ooh, look at the and, size of that thing. Uh, exactly. Uh, a cocktail I hope, wiener? I hope my robe belt does not accidentally come undone during the program. HR. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. HR. That's not the belt. Oh, no. <laughs> do you, have a, do you uh, have a belt extender for your robe? Like the seat belt? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, so, that's um, bigger than Ron Jeremy. I will, have, um, I will have the robe on tomorrow, and the waxing is going to commence at around 7.20, so... Uh, prepare for the IG live on that. I will go Instagram live, and I'll do a uh, maybe an Advil chug yeah. uh, during the Instagram live. Just dry swallow. As, um, and if there are any volunteers to exfoliate my back, we'll uh, we'll do that later on here in the office because oh. that was the advice of the of Mariana. So oh, back back exfoliate exfoliate Lassie. <laughs> It's you... Donut Lassie's birthday. It is? Yep. Come on. Oh. Well, we're Donut Lassie, get in here. We didn't get a chance to Donut Maybe Lassie. Maybe if you didn't was... stroll in here at like 8 30, we well, could have yeah. taken care of this earlier this right. morning. Donut Lassie was he late. Be horrified. Um, how old is Donut Lassie? Big three four, I think. Oh. Oh. Donut Lassie. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's not three four. How old? Twenty two. Bitch, no, why are how... you lying about your age? No. How old are you? 34. 34? Yeah. 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 A good number, though. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, LB's yeah. number. It's going to be a great year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an amazing so. year, kid. I hope so. What were you, um, so. what are you going to do for the, what are you going to do for the birthday? Nothing. Any, no plans? Lunch with no friends plans. or uh, something like that? Danielle's no. not taking you to lunch? I went, I went to, uh, no, she's not. Why aren't you taking him to lunch <laughs> on his birthday? What's wrong <laughs> with you? You guys are. I have to go home and take a nap. I'm going to the Sox game tonight. Oh. No, no more naps in the day. I think that's messing me up. No, I'm not doing naps in the day. Oh, anymore. that's what happened to you? I, maybe. I don't know. But what time did you punch, punch you in the face for your alarm? What, what time Crazy. did you get here this morning? I got here about 6.30. Oh, 6.30. Excuse me? Yeah, no, no, I don't really? think you know what time it was uh, when like you walked in. Maybe like 6.40. No, I'm telling you, for real. For real. Uh, for real. Uh, not getting a lot of support, huh, kid? I know. But I don't know. I was out I was out late the night before uh, getting, you know, at that at that concert, getting audio. And then I, I napped yesterday for a few hours, you know? Yes. So, do it. You so. were out the night before getting the worst audio ever obtained yeah, by anybody ever in the history almost, of audio. I almost tweeted you last Last night, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. But I was going to say, maybe this is all my fault. Oh, oh maybe okay. it was my crappy audio. Yes, maybe it, it was lose. that made them yeah. lose. Right? Yeah. It had nothing yeah. to do with uh, Brad Marchand skating off one second into the uh, first period after a rough <laughs> shift. Such a fan. Sheesh. You ever play the game? That's a, <laughs> no, I never Shut played. The, well, I did, did play the game. Have I never you ever, played have you ever had though. lactic acid buildup and <laughs> your <laughs> legs are numb? Yeah. Someone texted so, I'll be with lactic acid. So if you yes. go an extra, you can't even go an extra two feet. No. So the best thing to do is get to the bench. I am lactose intolerant. Is that the same thing? Is that, is, <laughs> no. Maybe that's you, why. You still, yet you still suffer through cheese. <laughs> maybe that's why Marshy had to skate off. He's, oh, lacto- he's lactose intolerant. Oh, yeah. so we'll learn that later. They're going to, later on today, we're going to. Going to learn that that the whole entire series, mm-hmm. Marsh was lactose intolerant, oh and he didn't want it, and he played through it. Bennington gave him a glass of milk in the corner and didn't realize he was lactose intolerant, right. so he had to Saint get Louis off. St. Louis blue cheese, yeah. <laughs> miserable. All right, well, congratulations, St. Louis. You are.
the best sports city in America. Our hometown of St. Louis, the best sports city in America. Uh, the parade is Saturday. Oh. Um, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll head out there and go. I want to go to another parade, so maybe I'll just go yeah. out there and go to their go to their parade. You're, on gonna, Saturday. you're going to Missouri for that? Okay, wow. <laughs> Missouri. All right, we got to get out of here. There's no fast ferry to Missouri. Uh, we will be we'll be back tomorrow morning at six. If you missed anything this morning. You can hear it as a part of the full show podcast, which you can download anytime at WAAF.com or via the radio.com app. Up next, the WAAF Workday Blitz, over one hour of nonstop rock, commercial free. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.